ethically or violently. Many Palestinians were equally doubtful, believing that Ezrati would never dismantle the remaining Jewish settlements that still dotted the Palestinian state-to-be, or end the targeted assassinations of suspected terrorists. Friends don't need peace treaties, President Moore reminded the old adversaries. Enemies do. Moore was well known for his unsentimental pragmatism surprising to some from a man of such deep religious beliefs. Let's sign and see if time and a few well-placed American soldiers can't turn you from hot enemies into cold enemies, and then maybe, by the end of our lifetimes, into decent neighbors. And don't forget a few well-placed American dollars, Yassin quipped, reminding the President of his pledge to give the new Palestinian state thirty-five billion dollars to resettle the refugees. You won't let me forget, Moore replied. So, let's get on with the most expensive handshake in history. President Moore paused for a moment, crossed himself solemnly, and whispered a prayer. Ezrati, who was agnostic, looked on a bit awkwardly while Yasin and Chalaba turned away. The four men, with their small entourages and security details, proceeded to walk, almost march, through large doors in the west wing of the American Colony Hotel in East Jerusalem. Entering a poorly air-cooled courtyard, they made their way to the cordoned-off podium area. Chalaba stood directly behind Yasin, watching his every move. The audience, sweating profusely in the early summer heat, consisted of cabinet members, diplomats who had been instrumental in bringing the parties together, and media representatives from around the world. TV cameras transmitted live images to millions of viewers. The public had been excluded for security reasons, despite President Moore's request to invite some important donors and political friends. When it came to security, the President had a vote, but the Secret Service held the veto. President Moore, with his patented toothy smile, briefly introduced the two signatories, placing his large arms around their shoulders. Now for the handshake that seals the deal, Moore said out loud. And don't even think about kissing him or I'll knock you on your ass, he whispered to Yasin without moving his lips. Yasin smiled. He had a plan of his own. Like an anxious lover calculating a conquest, he knew that any attempt to kiss his enemy now would be thwarted. But later, at the reception... He had already alerted an Al Jazeera cameraman to be poised. Yasin thrust his hand forward, tossing a head fake at the same time to disarm Ezrati, who stepped back nervously. Moore took Amnon's hand and brought it toward Yasin's. At the precise moment their hands touched, a massive explosion rocked the entire area. Everyone near the podium was killed instantly, along with several people in the audience. The blast was seen and heard on television screens throughout the world, just before everything went black. It was not the worst terrorist attack in history. Thirty-one people were killed and more than a hundred injured. A fraction of the casualties suffered on September 11, 2001. But it was certainly the worst political assassination in history— Never before had so many heads of state and leading officials been murdered at the same time. The martyrs of jihad, 
a small offshoot of Hamas with close connections to Iranian religious figures, immediately claimed credit, but both the CIA and the Mossad were skeptical because fringe groups frequently claim credit for terrorist acts in order to raise their profiles and gain new recruits. Within hours, a young Muslim radical named Faisal Husseini was seen videotaping the crime scene from the roof of a nearby building. He was arrested by the Israeli police and accused of being a member of the Martyrs of Jihad. He was also suspected of being one of those responsible for the attack. After less than an hour of interrogation by the Shin Bet, the Israeli security service, Husseini confessed to having planted the bomb on behalf of the Martyrs of Jihad, who believed that all of Palestine, including what was now Israel, was wholly Muslim land and that the two-state solution was heresy. Abash Ein, a Christian Arab graduate of Hebrew University Law School with a master's from Yale Law School,